There is one more unknown, which is to say that Jellicoe probably knew the German 3rd Battle Squadron was at Kiel, courtesy of the Admiralty or even his Russian staff officer, and so he was in position to impose overwhelming force on the HSF. Moore's mistake is magnified, or had Jellicoe chosen not to support his other units, BCS and 3rd BS, which would no doubt have had a hot time by around 1730 or later, Moore's mistake would become a stroke of genius which preserved the British from serious losses. Another thought, the later it got, the darker, and the British were not trained in night fighting, but the Germans were. While we are in a scenario, the Edward VII class was 15,700 tons displacement and armed with four 12-inch, 40-caliber guns, four 9.2-inch, 45-caliber guns, and ten 6-inch, 50-caliber guns. They were the last pure pre-dreadnoughts built for the Royal Navy and contemporaries to the Deutschland class of the 2nd Battle Squadron. Of the class, King Edward VII, Africa, Commonwealth, Dominion, Hibernia, Hindustan, and Zealandia were all available on the 24th. Meanwhile, the German 3rd Battle Squadron was in the Baltic, too far from the action to help, unless it became a reprise of the Four Days Battle of the Anglo-Dutch Wars. The advantage was with the British, although the early engagement might have cost them Beatty and their remaining battlecruisers. The British had Beatty, HMS Princess Royal, Tiger, Indomitable, and New Zealand. Tiger had damage to half her main armament. The others had the same weaknesses revealed at Jutland. Hipper's three remaining ships had vital damage only to Zeitlitz. The British pre-dreadnoughts were capable of fire out to 12,000 yards. The German 2nd Battle Squadron could shoot at a range of 18,850 meters. A battle between these two squadrons would have been a slugfest between equals. Hipper's survival is problematical, but so is Beatty's. The arrival of Jellicoe three hours later would have turned the tide, but not without serious cost. Shear's arrival from the Baltic might well have been too late, but by that time it would have been a night action at which the Germans excelled. Churchill, with characteristic talent for drama and hyperbole, asserted that if the Germans won, the trade and food supply of the British islands would have been paralyzed, our armies on the continent would have been cut off from their base by superior naval force. All the transportation of the Allies would have been jeopardized and hampered. The United States could not have intervened in the war. Starvation and invasion would have descended on the British people. Ruin, utter, and final would have overwhelmed the Allied cause. If the British won and eliminated a significant part of the German battle fleet, the U-boats would have been hard-pressed to maintain their base of operations. They would have lost their principal supply of officers. The British might have been able to intervene in the Baltic to keep the Russians from losing the war. What else might have happened is conjecture, but a Russian victory in the Baltic early in the war might have shortened the conflict, with all that such an outcome would entrain. A third possibility would have been a draw, where both sides suffered significant losses, which might have made either side consider a negotiated peace, albeit after considering the position of the armies in France and Belgium. Whatever might have happened, 
Naval battles in the First World War involved huge stakes, which is why both sides were so reluctant to engage in decisive naval combat.